Welcome to the Must Love Self Podcast. My name is Carly Israel, and I'm your host. Every week, I get to interview a beautiful, courageous, strong woman who is willing to share her ugly and beautiful with the world. Must Love Self is a podcast, a movement, and a decision. It is about women lifting other women up, women holding each other women accountable, and women finding their way along this path. I hope you enjoy. La, 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 la. So I've got Kate Leach on here. She's calling from beautiful California. I'm a little bit jelly. And she is in the self-defense world. Will you introduce yourself a little bit better than I just did? So I'm Kate and I am a self-protection children. I'm also a mom of seven that are what? grown up. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is amazing. I feel like that's such a quitter. I only have three, a mom of seven. What are the age ranges that when you were like, what? From what age to what age? Oh, my oldest is 36 and my youngest is 19. Wow. You are a superhero to me right now. I want to start with my first question, which is why did you say yes to this random stranger who asked you, would you come on and share your vulnerable with the world? Yeah, I love that. Well, the reason I was like, because it was through learning to accept my vulnerability and I found myself, found peace with myself and full dense. And so the way that you had stated what you're about just really resounded with my heart. I spent most of my life being kind of terrified of the world. <laughs> to have come out of that has been such a joy and to live confidently now just makes a really big difference. And if, if my little story can help anybody else to find themselves and find self-acceptance, then it's worth and vulnerable, you know? I love it so much what you just said, especially about to come out of that. Because it was, it was something that we were lost and stuck and we didn't know how we got there or that there was another way. Your vulnerability will absolutely help someone else. We just don't always get to know who that's going to be. But I promise you what I've experienced is that the more I'm willing to share who I really am with other people, mm -hmm. the more other people don't feel so alone. And I can tell you that just from you sharing that simple little piece helped me. My next question is, I want you to rate yourself between one and 10, if it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable, one's the worst, 10 the best of where you are currently with your own image of your body. I would say I'm like at a six or seven. Awesome. Have you ever been a lower number? Oh, yes. Most of my life. <laughs> Most of my life, probably since puberty. What do you think about yourself when you were younger? And we're going to get more into it in a little bit made you have such a low number? So my best friend growing up, I mean, we were born six days apart next door neighbors. So I mean, we were just really close, different body types or metabolism. So we both hit puberty at the same time. And he stayed stick thin and I got curves. Terrible. That, yeah, like, that comparing ourselves. So what's wrong with why don't we look, we no longer look like the same two little stick figure girls, right. different. And that, that comparison I've got to tell you, I've been doing a lot of these interviews is something I keep hearing over and over that we keep comparing ourselves with other people and that the body stuff right there ends up really taking us to our worth that we don't feel like right. we're enough in our own body. What would you give your number for your worth today, knowing that you are worthy of being treated well, knowing that you are worthy of your place in the world? What would you give your number? 
eight or nine. Eight or nine. That's awesome. Has it been lower? Again, most of my life, it's been much lower. And it the last years or so, four years, grown a lot and grown in self-acceptance <laughs> since. I can't wait to hear what helped you get there. So we're going to get there in, in a little bit. Last one. What would you rate? And I'm sure as a mother of seven, you have the advocacy voice for your children. But what would you rate your ability to use your voice for yourself? You know, that is an area with some a six or a seven. And then here's where I want to go back to when you were younger, when you were growing up and you were a little girl besides your best friend and you guys looking differently. What did you see, whether it was in your home with your mother or other women around you or in society that helped shape what you believed a woman should look like, not look like, be like, behave like, place in society. What was the messages you were receiving growing up? Were really varied, varied messages for sure. From my mom, it was a lot of varied messages coming at me. From my mom, it was like anti-marriage, anti-children. Did she have and a bad had, divorce? Uh, no. Well, eventually, not at that time. They didn't divorce until I was grown up, but... You, uh, and she you would felt her unhappiness. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's very verbal about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then I had like teachers and stuff that were amazing and they were like fulfilled and they were happy to just be themselves, you know. So that helped as far as seeing that, you know, we don't all have to be the same. I don't have to grow up and be like my mom, you know, with all the bitter. I'm so interested in what you just shared that really when we are unhappy with ourselves and not accepting of who we are and where we are, that we exude that it's, you know, it's, I'm sure you with your children growing up, it's a message I'm constantly discussing with my kids. You know, when someone's mean to them, not that it takes away the way that it makes them feel, but when we're unhappy, when we're hurt, we hurt other people. And so right. that kind of messaging becomes the loop in our brain. So as you're hearing this unhappiness from your mom, and you are looking at your best friend and you guys look differently, but you're also hearing and seeing these teachers that are, are happy with themselves. That must've been really confusing for you. At what point did you get to a place where it became most of your life of not liking your body, not knowing your worth, not using your voice? That's kind of a hard one to pin down as a younger woman. I was pretty strong, but I would turn people off and, you know, with being too strong of a person. Can you speak to that I'm a little not- bit? You're saying like, when you use your voice, it felt like people not attracted to that because it was too strong. Uh, maybe too opinionated or too brash, or I had an opinion and I wasn't shy about it. But eventually, you know, the world kind of tears you down and you learn to uh, keep more to yourself, you know, and you think, well, something be wrong with me, that sort of thing. That makes me so sad. Like, I want to come hang out with you when you were struggling like that, because I was also struggling with my own stuff. But like the person I am today yeah. wants to come to that Kate and be like, that's bullshit. Come with right. me. Like, come <laughs> right. with me. Right. Yeah. At what point did you get to a place where you became a self-defense, self-protection badass? So it's been an interesting journey. We actually, my family and I went through a very severe, sudden, um, unexplained rejection, like from our group of very best friends. We built this kind of home church and, um, Anyways, they decided to get rid of us and it was devastating. And most of the fingers were pointing at me, um, but it hurt my children and my husband. Why do you also, think that they were pointing at you? Um, I'm pretty strong in my beliefs. 
and thoughts. And there are some really, now I recognize weak men that felt very intimidated by me. Um, I did realize it at the time. And then also we did make some mistakes. I mean, it, we own some of it, you know, some of it definitely was our own, our own doing. But it, so it was just this horrible, like devastating time, best friends and and explain what pointing fingers and calling names. But I just heard pointing fingers and calling names. Yeah. 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 And your and kids so all were spent, part of this, like witnessing it all. Yeah. My younger ones were. Yeah. And, um, you know, I spent a long time just kind of breathing. <laughs> that was the most I could do. But eventually I kind of got off the couch and started living again. And somehow through that awful experience, if people aren't going to like me, if I'm myself, then I need to stop worrying about pleasing people. I'm just going to accept myself. This is who I am. You know, if my death handled me, then, you know, there's no hope for trying to make people like you sort of thing. And so um, that God just used this to like grow my self-acceptance and get over myself. You know, yes. just I'd like me and wanting to be liked and accepted that I'd lost myself so that I um, began blogging mostly about rejection and overcoming it as I was going through it, you know, wanting to help in really building confidence. And, you know, I've hid from the camera for 50 years and I was like, now I do selfies and, blogs and <laughs> you know, it's like my kids are like, who are you? <laughs> well, because you know what happened? It sounds like you got to a place which was probably so incredibly painful but it also became a gift. It's what happened with me when I was going through my divorce, there was a lot of rejection around me about my decision and mm -hmm. the aftermath, but that pain yeah. forced me to go within to find out what my truth was. And it sounded like when you had this really painful time in your life, it forced you to go within and go, you know what, if no one's going to like me, I might as well like me, right? I need exactly. to start liking me. Yes, that is. So then how did you become someone who ended up working in the field of self-protection and self-defense? So through confidence to be protected, and we didn't live in an area, I have four daughters out of my seven, four girls, and I wanted them to be protected. We didn't really have self-defense class. When I found uh, like a way to do personal protection without a big time, I was like really excited. So, you know, I worked on getting my girls protected and knowledgeable. And then I realized, wait, I want to share this with more than just, so I embraced it wholeheartedly, jumped into it. So how do you do that today in your world? What does that look like? So I sell personal protection tools like pepper sprays and stun devices. Let me ask you a question, a selfish question. Yeah. So I'm a runner sure. and I'm a woman. When we walk in a parking lot, what my husband doesn't understand is that I'm every day thinking, is someone going to kill and rape me? And right. I've done some self-defense classes, but I want to know, like, do I want one of those scary rings that you can turn around and like stab someone in the face with? Or do I want pepper spray? Like, what do I want? Like, what do we need to feel? So we feel because the, the fact is, the sad fact is that this is a reality for women all over right. our country, yes, if not is. all over the world. Yeah. And so we don't want to not live our life. So how do you help people with that? So there, I mean, it's it's not a real simple answer, but it starts with exactly where you accept that it's true, that it is a violent world, and you are in danger. A lot of women are not even where you're at. They're not. Bury their head in the sand and pretend like they'll be okay in the neighborhood or whatever, you know. 
So getting to like where your mindset is accepting reality. This is just reality. As women, we are in danger. And it really doesn't even matter age-wise. You know, it starts when they're very young and 80-year-olds get attacked. Point where you can say, oh, I'm safe now. Starting with the mindset of accepting that it's real and it is something that we can take plan. And then making that plan. And so somebody like you, you're a runner. What I would do with you is I talk about the personal protection tools that are available and kind of get a feel for what like you're drawn to. Cause we're usually kind of like, oh, that's knowing how to use it and making the habit of always carrying it with you and you can't get it in your hands within. So you want to build mind and muscle memory with it. And what do you think is like, within- if you had to ask like generally for women, is there a go-to one or two go-to personal protection tools that we would we want to definitely consider having? So my favorite is the stun device. Mm-hmm. It really stun gun. I, a stun device is super important because it makes this crazy, scary noise. And just the noise itself can be a deterrent. You know, most attackers are not going to keep coming at you when they hear that noise. They don't want anything to do with it. So having a tool that you can just use the noise and real likely, you know, get rid of that person. That's really cool. And then also if it is like an up close, if it's an up close attack, right. Okay. Right. If you've made the habit of having that stun device in your running, then you'll have it right there and you can stun their hands, their face, their thigh, wherever you can reach. It's not like zap, but you have to hold it against them for like three to nine seconds but they will go down and you will have time to get away. And that's what I'm giving ourselves the time to get away. Not like all the cool ninja moves to beat up no. the bad guy. That's exactly Just what my self-defense is. He said, look, we're not trying to kill the person. We're not trying to do anything. We want to give ourselves just enough time so we can get the hell out of there because exactly. we don't want to be in the situation with them at all. Right. It exactly. must make you feel yeah. so empowered. It does. And I love empowering other women with it and young girls. It gives us a sense of peace that we didn't even know we were missing. Have you ever had to use it? You know? No, I haven't. But I do know several people that have. And it's usually pretty good stories in a 7-Eleven, like a convenience store. And there was a guy there that the counter around the store. So she grabs out her stun device and holds it up high and makes the crazy have this. And he ignored her the first time. So she got a little closer and did it again. And he's like, fine. And he ran it. We all need to be empowered. So this is amazing. Are you ready for lightning round? Sure. Okay. So if you could go back to yourself when you were sitting on that couch after you were so rejected by that, by your community, what would you say to her right now? We'll be so glad this happened. I love that. What would your 80 year old self say to you now? That's a good one. The lines of you're going to be all right. What does it mean to be beautiful? Uh, To be content and accepting of oneself inside and out. I love that. What does it mean to be a strong woman? To be yourself. I love that. That is so true because it doesn't matter what yourself looks like. It's you're comfortable in your skin, regardless of what anyone else thinks. Yep. And that's what makes us strong. Kate, what do you want others to say about you? That she loved well. I like that. I have two more. If you just found out that you only have six months left to live, what do you want to do with the rest of your time? (sighs) Doing what I'm currently doing keep living where I'm currently living, but spend more time with my children. Isn't that awesome that you're almost doing everything except you want more time. Last words. 
What do you want? One piece of advice you want every woman that's listening to hear? Choose to don't wait till something bad happens. Don't wait until it happens to you or your friend. We're all safe in the moment. That stuff really does happen. And so all you have to do is decide. Just change your mindset and decide you are going to empower yourself in this area. You are possibly going to save lives with that advice. I hope so. How do people find you? It's BePreparedNotScared.org. I'm so excited. I'm going to include this in the show notes. I feel empowered just talking to you. And I'm so grateful. I'm not grateful that you had to go through the pain, but I'm grateful that that pain showed you who you really are. And you're literally going to help change people's lives. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you are willing to rate, review, and share with your people, it makes such a difference for others to find it. And if you wanted to check out my memoir, Seconds and Inches, it's available on Amazon as an audiobook with me narrating, a paperback, and digital. I promise you, you will love it. Have an awesome day, and I love you. And one more thing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. La, 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 la,